all the choir and musicians. It's great to see Brother Ron Owens in here early this morning. Uh, it's going to be great beginning next week. Hadn't this choir been good this morning? Now, they'll almost double next week. They'll almost double next week because we go to the new launch schedule, so the full choir will be in both services. I know some of y'all still unsure of what's going to happen. I've been unsure of what's going to happen all my life. So it doesn't hurt you to walk by faith. Amen? We can walk by faith. Turn, if you would, to Joshua chapter 2. And I've got to, a lot of things to cover here. I told the men yesterday, you don't even need to be at this service. Uh, I'm just going to kind of preach the state of the church uh, message this morning. Just kind of put us where we are. And then Dr. Moss is going to meet me at Mason Creek at 930. And then he'll be back here to preach at 1045. And, uh, but uh, we, we are live streaming this one also, and it'll be saved on our YouTube. I, I, and, of course, you're going to hear it this morning. That'll all be all you need to hear, but uh, some of you won't hear all of it. But uh, it, it'll be there where you can go back and hear all of it, okay? And those who in the, in the late service can hear it too, because I believe it's an important time for our church. Joshua chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. Would you stand, please, in honor of God's holy, inspired, inerrant, all-sufficient word? The Bible says, beginning in verse 7 uh, of chapter 3. Did I say 2? Oh, I'm in the Revelation. Let me get over here. I, 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 yeah, Yes, I need to get to chapter 2, verse 8. Okay, beginning in verse 8. <laughs> and before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord had given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Father, thank you this morning how we've been blessed. I pray you'll help us hold to your unchanging hand. Lord, I pray though more than anything that you'll hold on to us that you promised you'd keep us safe, that you'd never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, there are those in our church right now, God, going through so much. Lord, would you reach down and reassure them that, uh, Lord, when the time comes to be absent in this body, they're going to be present with you face to face. Lord, bless this time now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. In, in Revelation, I wanted to refer to that also. In Revelation chapter uh, 3, uh, the, the scripture says this, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I've set before thee an open door. No man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. John is told in Revelation to write to the angel, the pastor. Why would he write to the pastor? Well, because the pastor is the one who speaks, sees, and leads. 
That's the pastor's role as a shepherd of the New Testament church. And to the angel of the Philadelphia, he said, this is what you need to know, pastor. And then he laid out the truths, the identity of the speakers in verse 7. It really doesn't matter who's given the instructions. He's not named, but if you can't figure out who he is, we'll help you along there. He's the true one. He's the holy one. He holds the key of David. We know that it's Jesus Christ. And then the identity there uh, of it, uh, uh, the implications to those who are there. He said, honestly, Jesus has really no condemnation for Philadelphia. But he does remind them of a couple of things that he reminds us of today. He said, I know your works. I've placed before you an open door. Uh, I, 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 nobody can close it. Uh, it's my deep conviction that the Lord has placed before us an open door. I'll tell you, sometimes we don't know if it's going to work or not. That's all walking by faith. We have no idea except to just trust God and walk by faith. But I believe God's given us an open door, and I don't believe any man's going to shut it. No man's going to shut it in this church, and no man's going to shut it in Austin, and no man's going to shut it in Washington, D.C. I believe it's an open door that God has given us. He's the one who opened it, and bless God, he'll be the one who closes it. What we've got to do is make the most of our time right now while that door's open. While there's room for people to be saved, there's coming a day. There's coming a day when the Lord comes and we're caught up to meet him in the air that the time of salvation is going to be over here on this earth. I want you just to reminisce with me just for a moment this morning. Earlier this year, well, in 2023, last year, we had an opportunity to vote on a new budget. Man, I remember when our budget was, was just barely over, well, it wasn't quite $100,000 a year. And this last year, we projected uh, that we would give $1.9 million in tithes. And yet, when all the smoke was cleared, it was over $2.2 million that came in in tithes. Our tithes this last year has already covered our budget for this year. You say, preacher... What are we going to do with the extra money? That ain't never been a problem here. <laughs> ain't never been a problem here in this church. We'll find something for it. We've got something for it. We increased our missions this last year to the cooperative program. Cooperative program is a great ministry of Southern Baptists. Uh, we have 3,500 foreign missionaries uh, that... Uh, they never have to go on furlough to try to raise money. Their salaries are paid. Their expenses are paid. We have over 2,500 missionaries in the North American uh, continent there. Uh, we gave this year over $9,000 to Lottie Moon Christmas offering this year. All of that money goes directly to the mission uh, field. Doesn't pay any salaries. Doesn't pay any expenses. Doesn't buy any equipment. It goes straight to the mission field. Now... We are one of those, one of those renegades. You're part of a renegade church, whether you want to be or not. Because many people will tell you, and, and I'm, well, oh my goodness, this is taped, isn't it? Uh, I believe in the cooperative program. I do. I totally do. But I also believe in other missions also. Locally here, you supported financially and prayerfully this last year. Missionary Tech does a tremendous work. Our Hispanic mission, La Familia de Dios, with Brother Rolando, 
has done a tremendous work for 11 years in this town. You brought him here 11 years ago and set him up. We own a building there, and they, they worship there. We have a tremendous uh, uh, shade tree ministry through Perkins Partnership that we uh, uh, give to monthly. Our day school covers people. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, I know uh, people say, man, that daycare is high. Uh, it is high. Uh, but anyone who has problems, we do everything we can to minister to them, especially if you're in this church. Our academy has over 117 students in it now. Mason Creek now reached over uh, 52 additions this last year and 14 salvations out there at Mason Creek at the mission, right out there. Our benevolence has helped people all over Thanksgiving and Christmas, but not just the holidays. Our food pantry feeds people every week. Hundreds of people have come through there for food and ministry. Our bus ministry picks up children. We bring them here on Sunday night for blast. We take them to Mason Creek on Wednesday night. Last week at Mason Creek, they almost had 100 children in Mason Creek out there ministering to those kids, taking care of those kids there. And we have blast. We have Bible school. We do scholarships for college. We have four interns in our church that we're helping go through ETBU and through Laterno with Bo and Kaylee and Darcy and Carlos. We have loving arms around Longview, around East Texas, that we minister to people all over this area. And then we're just not local. We also support foreign missionaries that we know, we know. I know I can pick up the phone and call them in South America and talk to the mats. I can pick up the phone and, and, uh, in Sudan and talk to the Habagers or Costa Rica, the Briles and Haiti, Alex and Philippines, the Guerreros and Mexico, the Combs in Guatemala, Tucker Long in India, Tony Evans in the Ukraine, Romania, the Hugheses in Macedonia, Tony Barbudo in Kenya, David Gatow in the Berry family. Listen, we've got missionaries that are counting on us every month. You've done a tremendous job in reaching out to them and increasing that. We've got missions in North America, the Gideon Ministry. We support heavily and love that. We support the Alaska missions there with the Swensons there. We have a church that we've helped start in Bar None, Wyoming with, with Tyler uh, Martin and his family. We're getting ready. I'm meeting tomorrow with a young man, Andy Reeves. Not young, but he's younger than me. Uh, to start a new church in Wyoming starting in, in February here. And then uh, your ties. Uh, let me just kind of clarify a thing or two, okay? We believe, we believe that God wants us to tithe. Amen? Now, I didn't set that up. God did. And I honestly think he did a wonderful job. I mean, you know, for somebody who died for our sins... Somebody who died on Calvary for our sins, and he just demands that we give 10% to him? I, I mean, I think I'd have held out for 40 or 50%. I think, you know, man, my soul, you do that for somebody. But he demands that we give 10%. Now, let me clarify something. And, and I'm not knocking this, because praise God for extra offerings and all of those, but that's what they are. They're not even offerings if you're not tithing the tithe comes before everything else that's it it goes in a general fund 
it operates this church it pays for the staff it pays for the electricity it pays for the buildings it pays for the lights it pays for the video it pays for the music it pays for all of these things and all of these missions come out of tithe so if you're saying well preacher I tithe I give $400 a month to the building program you ain't tied to dime you've just given some money to the building program now you can say amen oh me or get mad whatever you want to do I'm just telling you what the word of God says you say preacher that's Old Testament law no 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 Melchizedek was back before the law <laughs> don't come in here with that but if you want to say that's Old Testament law have you ever found anywhere in this book where the Old Testament superseded the New Testament if the Old Testament said give 10% bless God we're under grace we ought to give 20% so our church is set up on three major uh, offerings number one is the tithe number two is the uh, vision build and that covers we've we've made a covenant uh, among ourselves that we're going to do everything we can financially to build and pay for it as we go. Now, there's going to come a time when we're going to need that new 2,000-seat auditorium that we're going to have to borrow some money probably. Unless some of y'all got some hid back somewhere, Clay, and you want to bring it out. But, uh, you know, I mean, there's enough of it right here. We could build it tomorrow if y'all wanted to. I'll take that that you don't. But we have ties, we have vision build, and then we have missions. Those are the three core giving areas of our church. And then you can designate anything. We have people who designate our children's camp every summer. Thousands of dollars spent on children's camp. We got people that designate to uh, uh, Mason Creek. We got people designate to youth ministry or to college ministry. All that's extra. But the three cores are tithing and then vision build and missions those are the three cores now let, let's kind of get into the to, into the message in Joshua 2 we find Joshua doing what any good general would do he's getting ready to attack Jericho and he sends two spies a good general would do that he'll send some spies he wants to know how strong the enemy is over there and I want to tell you something now when two Jews or walking down the street over in Jericho and Canaan land, they, they're going to stick out like a sore thumb. You ain't going to have no problem figuring out who they are. <laughs> so this lady here, she finds them and she knows that they're spies and she hides them in her house. And so when, when it's time, we're talking about this lady Rahab. Whoo! The scarlet thread. I wish I had time to preach that this morning. My soul, have mercy. She was a lady of the evening, a call girl, a prostitute. She had heard of the children of Israel. She had heard of the mighty acts of God. She had heard they were coming to her city. She had heard God had given them Canaan land. And she heard how God had done many miracles. And she believed that their God was a true God. So knowing all of this, she encouraged those spies from Israel, invited them to their home. <coughs> and, and because of that, her family was saved uh, when, when they attacked. Now, this is a tremendous illustration of how God uses unusual people. You're sitting here saying, you know, God could never use me. Oh, listen, don't you, 
Don't you? Mm-mm. This last week, one of our stalwart, I mean, he's, been, he's preached here, Dr. Junior Hill, went to be with the Lord. And they were reminiscing about Junior and talking about his salvation. Little 12-year-old boy, a little old lady in her 70s, teaching junior boys, led him to the Lord. And high in the world, she never had a dream of the thousands and thousands of people that would come to know Jesus because that one little old lady led a 12-year-old boy to the Lord. Listen, when you see these bus kids running around here, don't oh, throw your arm around them. Throw your arm around them. Encourage, they ain't getting none of that at home. And if you've ever driven one of these buses, they don't get a whole lot of it on that bus. <laughs> Encourage them. You say, well, preacher, they, they, they smell. I'll tell you what I do. I take some big sap and run up in my nose. You won't smell a thing. You won't smell a thing. What a statement for a prostitute to make for the Lord your God is God in heaven above and God on earth below. <laughs> this is not some preacher. This is a call girl. But bless God, she knows who God is. I want to tell you, you have all the degrees you want, but if you don't know who God is, you don't miss the whole ball game. You have all the money and all the wealth you want, but if you don't know who God is, all that's not going to get you to heaven. You may be incredibly religious, but if you don't know who God is, you're going to be sunk. We, we've got victory in the past these two spies I, I think about the message victory in the past boy it's been a it's been a wonderful uh, uh, 2023 it's been a tough 2023 well we've lost some men and women of God that's gone on to be in heaven that have been the very core of this church but we look at the victories of the past we're to remember the blessings of God you remember when we stood here? I don't remember if it was, I think it was June. It may have been May, May, June, something like that. And we had a, a, a barbecue pit right here. And we wasn't doing pork sausage. We were burning a $2.5 million note that the children's building was paid off. You did that in two years. You did that. Or God did that through us. You, you, man, have mercy. We've installed new playground equipment, top of the art, because we love children. They're important to us, and they need a safe place to play. We've, we in, enlarged our staff this last year, getting ready this year. But well, already we've added a new staff member, Brother Evan Hill, and, and uh, uh, it's going to, he's going to do a great job. It's going to be a wonderful time there. Uh, we've got new life groups beginning, and and uh, our, our life group ministries begin, be continue to grow. And for some of you who think that this launch 24 is going to split our church and it's going to be terrible, it's just going to be terrible because I'm not going to be able to sit by the person in life group that I've sat by for 30 years. And you just don't understand. I understand. We need new life groups. We need new blood. Hey, let's move forward. Okay, I'm just telling you, this is going to be the greatest thing. 
if you looked over on this side over here, you'll notice that the uh, sports pavilion's going up. You raise the money, that's paid for cash in there. If you look behind there, there's a beautiful chapel. The, the building part's already done. They're working on the inside. The front of that chapel is going to have a, it's going to be a Dale and Shirley Perkins Memorial Prayer Chapel. It's going to have a, a, an old-fashioned uh, church house front. It's going to be a wood front uh, with a bell out there. It's got an old-fashioned, I don't know, over 100 years old steeple that we've got. It's going to ring, got a little ball at the top, old, old-fashioned like they used to do there. And you're going to be able to see it when you pass the highway. You're going to see that chapel sticking up above everything. Man, have mercy. God has been good to us. But do not grow content. <laughs> you say, preacher, you know, we called you 50, uh, 20 years ago, and we put up with your enthusiasm never letting up, always pushing. You're 70 years old now. Don't you think you need to slow down? No, I think I'm getting at the end and I need to speed up. I think what we need to do in these next few years are tremendously more than we've done in the past few years. Some of you don't remember, but we built this auditorium 13 years ago and we had about 300 people here. That's it. In an 1,100-seat auditorium, it looked like BB's in a boxcar. You come at 1045, and you won't find a seat. Hmm. God did that. Do you think he brought us this far to turn his back on us? No. we got to remember the past. i got to hurry. We, we, we've also got a vision for the future. Uh, verse 24, Joshua said, The Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. They had a promise of God, and we've got a promise of God that we're going to have victory. God has given you the land. He's given us the land. He's opened the door. He said, Here it is. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I say unto those that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. And listen to me what the promise is. The gates of hell shall not prevail. You say, preacher, this world's getting crazy. It's getting worse. I, it is, but bless God, that just means Jesus is coming sooner. This is, hey, read your Bible. It's all in the book. We're headed for the payday. <laughs> no more sickness. No more cancer. No more heart attacks. No more dementia. No more... Uh, arthritis, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. <coughs> We've got a vision for the future. He said, the Lord's given it in your hands. You know what's sad about this? <laughs> the same Lord who has given them right now in their hands is the same Lord that would have given it to them 40 years earlier if they'd have just walked by faith. Mm, mm-mm. It's the same Lord. Mm. I believe God's laid a vision on my life. We seek to touch the lost. We'll never be satisfied until every person is saved. You say, that's not going to happen. That means we'll never be satisfied. As long as there's somebody lost. Some of you here this morning, you've got lost people that you know dearly. I'm not talking about people in India or, or Haiti or 
Kenya. I'm talking about people that your family members. And yet we call for an altar call to come pray for folk. And we sing in that old Baptist song, I shall not be moved. We got to have a vision for the future. But we also got to claim the victory. He gave them the land. But listen to what God told them. He said, every place your foot shall tread. You know what that means? That means that you and I are going to be expected to work some, to do something, to serve the Lord. We seek to touch the lost. Are we touching the lost? Are we visiting the lost? Are we meeting the lost? Unchurched people everywhere. This uh, Southern Baptist is, of course, what I know best. Uh, in three years, we've lost 3 million people. We had 16.2. We're down to 13.3 million Southern Baptists. But that's not the worst thing. Back three years ago, we averaged about 10 million people every Sunday in church, in a church somewhere. This last year, we averaged less than 6 million. Now, I can tell you what the answer is. It's what everybody else said. It's that COVID. It's that COVID. No, it's not that COVID. It's backslidden people that need somebody to put their arm around them and say, look, I don't know what you're going through. I don't need to know what you're going through. I just want you to know that I love you, and I'm praying for you, and I'll do anything I can for you. I, I got to quit. I just, I, page after page, I just can't preach. But let me give you these last three things out of the book of James of what we need to be doing. Number one, he said, we need to submit ourselves to God. Now, Baptists get this all messed up. I've had people literally all my ministry, 52 years, sit across my desk and say, Preacher, the Bible is not true. I'm resisting the devil. I'm resisting the devil. I'm resisting the devil. And the dude keeps coming. And he just don't ever turn and flee. That's because you're not following the first part of that verse. If you resist the devil in your own strength, he will whip you every time. You must submit yourself to God. That's what the scripture says. So step one, are you willing this morning to submit yourself to God? And then step two is resist the devil. You submit yourself. And then number three, they had a vision because of the power of God. Could I tell you, I don't want to scare you. We've got 25 acres of land out here paid for, $17,000 in a savings account going to improve that for a youth and children and adult camp right out here on Lake Cherokee. It's sitting there. The time's not right. We, we, I'm not talking about this week we're going to do it, but I'm just telling you it's there, and it's on my radar, and it's on God's radar, and so one day there's going to be a camp out there that we're going to be able It's going to be glorious. I believe with all my heart there's going to come a day when right here behind us there we're going to have some senior adult little tiny homes here to help our senior adult people we're going to have a little village back here in the back and they're going to be able to wander up here and eat church dinner every day and you know people say all y'all do up there is eat uh, fellowship's important man my soul you've got to have fellowship 
I'm not counting on you doing it. I'm not counting on me doing it. I'm counting on the power of God. That's what. Every church has a different niche. God's not called us to do some things I wish he would. <laughs> God's not called us to have millions of dollars and to build great edifices. God's called us to do a bus ministry. You realize, I, I, I'm not mistaken, there may be one more, but we're about the last church in all of East Texas to take and run a bus to pick kids up to bring them to church. The last. You say, well, there's so much trouble, and they cost so much money. Mm, I didn't, uh, Christy and Marty were in uh, Mount Enterprise, Little 12-year-old boy came up. Did, did Christy recognize him or he recognized her? You recognized him. Was saved in our bus ministry years ago and serving the Lord faithfully right now at 12 years old. Don't you tell me God can't use the bus ministry. Don't you tell me God can't use anybody in this church. I don't care who you are or what whatever you say you don't know what I've been through no but I know the one who covered what you've been through with the blood of Jesus he can make you whole Canaan land was a land of reality it was a land of refreshment it was a land of rest it was a land that they saw Jesus we come this morning we got to commit to the vision we can't all go our separate ways. We must have unity. We must be sold out for the vision that God has given this church. It's not going to be like other churches. It's not going to be like other churches. I had a guy a couple of weeks ago, I was explaining our giving system. And he said, well, I'll just be right honest with you. I, I don't like all the things y'all are doing. So I, 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 I give my money where I want it to go. I said, you're fine to do that. I said, I think you're kind of stupid, but you're fine. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I wouldn't come to a church if I didn't agree with the vision of the church. I mean, you, anybody sitting here saying, well, I don't like nothing we're doing. I ain't giving a dime to that church. And you, you praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good grief. Huh? No, I mean, we, we're a family in this thing together. Father, would you hear our prayer this morning? I pray right now, those sitting in this worship center that have never had a relationship with you, oh God, may today be the day that they give their heart to you and trust in you. There are many of us sitting here today, Lord, We've got friends that if you came this afternoon, we'd never see them again. And we just walk by day by day acting like everything's all right. There's no problem. Oh, God, would you burden our hearts? Would you speak to us, Lord? Would you fall fresh, Lord? We can't do it ourselves. We can't manipulate people. We can't talk people into it. But, oh, God, we could pray the Holy Ghost of God down in this place. Lord, you can touch lives. You can change people. You can put lives and families together again. 
We ask your will to be done in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Would you stand?